0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Heisman has been found. We didn't find the key. We found the Heisman. And it was inside the Heisman suitcase. Everything's good. Nothing to see. We move on. Our apologies to Carson Palmer putting him through this in the College Football Hall of Fame and the Heisman Trust as well. It's called the Heisman Trust. They don't trust us anymore. But uh, we did locate it. They actually had to have a handyman come in and take off the top of the Heisman case. And I don't know how they get it back to Carson Palmer. I'm going to guess they get him another case. But uh, we've been working on this the last two days. The I-team has done a wonderful job. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to reap the awards come Emmy time. Yes, Paulie?
1: A wild scene, though, that they got to get another box. To, they got, I'm told that they got to call the Heisman people. And get a fresh box because the Heisman people had their boxes, have the cutouts ready for the Heisman. They're already ready, they have extras.
0: And we were told yesterday morning that there was kind of an emergency well, it's called an impromptu meeting at the College Football Hall of Fame, and the Dan Patrick show was on the agenda. <laughs> but everything's good. Everything's good. We found the Heisman and uh, very happy. Thank you, all the great people. We're never going to get another Heisman. Yes, Tom. Will
2: there be a Carson Palmer rule like the Grammys where you're not allowed <laughs> if you win the Heisman to send it anywhere? Just keep it in your house. It doesn't go anywhere. Ever.
0: And I wondered if there's going to be a Kenny Pickett rule. The Pitt quarterback joined us last hour and he said he had not, did not rehearse that. He didn't think about it. He thought about it in the moment where he was going to slide, didn't slide, and then he ran for the touchdown in the ACC title game against Wake. I did wonder the last couple of days... Is there any benefit of him playing in the Peach Bowl against Michigan State? And he said he's undecided. Got to talk to his family. But I wonder if he's going to play in the Peach Bowl. And my gut feeling is probably not. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Big night, perhaps for Steph Curry. He's 16, made three-pointers away from passing Ray Allen on the all-time list. So you got Ray there. You got Reggie Miller there. James Harden is fourth on that list. So he's, what, 400 uh, or so three-pointers away from Steph Curry. But they're around the same age. So Harden's not going to catch him. Kyle Korver, by the way, is fifth on the all-time list. Vince Carter is sixth. Isn't that crazy? I'm trying to think. Well, you have to look at somebody like Trey Young, if you're going to look at somebody who long term might have a shot at this, but you know, unless something changes with the offenses and the proliferation of uh, three-point shooters, you know, I don't know how long Steph Curry holds on to that record, but what is Steph 33 could play for another four or five years, I'm going to guess. So you could put up you know 4,000 three-pointers made yeah pulling. I've
1: got the list, the entire list. There's not a lot of guys from the late 80s, early 90s anymore on that list. Reggie's kind of standing on his own.
0: Yeah, because you
1: didn't have guys taken more than three or four a game. Dale Ellis is on there. He's 25th all time, but he was considered a volume shooter.
0: Dale Ellis, one of the great shooters of all time. Great form. Deep shooter. But now, now you're allowed to do this. And Michael Wilbon had a great question for Steph Curry last night. And he basically said, when did you start shooting so deep? When did you become this great, you know, deep shooter? And he said, you know, last year at Davidson, I kept moving back a little bit further so I could get my shot. And then he just kept moving back. He said, I had to find my room. And he certainly has. Yes, he... Yeah, it's interesting that that shot was developed out of necessity. Yeah. That range was out of necessity. Yeah. So he's 16 three-pointers away. We did ask this question in the uh, first hour, second hour. Would you rather be Dr. J, the greatest dunker of all time, or the greatest shooter, Steph Curry? Yeah, McClellan.
3: Yeah, it was about 60-40 Dr. J on the poll.
0: Okay. Um, Because it's Dr. J, then I would... If you said it's Vince Carter or it's Steph Curry, then I would take Steph Curry. Dr. J, you know, holds a whole different... Place in my memory bank. Uh, Vince, a wonderful player. Plus, imagine that. You're one of the greatest dunkers, and you become one of the great three-point shooters. He had two careers, when you think about it. He had going to the hoop, and then staying away from the hoop. Jason Kidd was another one. He wasn't a good three-point shooter. Unbelievable playmaker. And then he became a very good... Three-point shooter, late in his career. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com, your holiday shopping, gifts, puzzles. We got coffee mugs. We got greeting cards, Todd's Limerick greeting cards, and uh, some limited edition items as well. Pick up the calendar as well. The Lakers won last night, but you're starting to get that feeling of, is it enough, good enough? Are they good enough? How good are they? What role does Frank Vogel play in all of this? Here's LeBron James after last night's win.
3: I just like the way uh, we competed tonight on both sides of the floor. Uh, A lot of intensity. A lot of ball movement. You know, guys are attacking the rim. Uh, Very efficient. I think defensively. You know, besides the, the first 14 uh, avalanche on, on Tatum's part, uh, we locked in from that point on. So um, tonight it was uh, as close to 48 minutes. It was one of the best games of the season as far as the way we just
0: played the game. Here's Frank Vogel, Lakers head coach. You know, we learn about our, our group a little bit every game. You know, very proud of the defensive performance tonight. You know, Boston had been a number two off-rated uh, offense in the league uh, over the last ten games, and our defensive rating, which is the metric we use to measure our defense, was uh, was 104, uh, which would rank second. So, you know, big growth from from the other night against the Clippers. Uh, we limited the three-point line, and um, you know, our guys played with great competitive spirit. I know they're talking about Frank Vogel, and and maybe we're. Trying to create something here that he's on the hot seat. But, you know, I agree with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley said this is on Anthony Davis. Be great, be one of the best players, top five players. But what's a new coach, a different coach? Is is he get does does that help Russell Westbrook shoot better? Is he gonna get LeBron to drive to the hoop more? Are they gonna play better defense? Like what this is on the players. And it starts with Anthony Davis being great every night. Great. And there's and look, the numbers he puts up, those are very impressive. But the, his measuring stick is Giannis. Because Giannis has surpassed him. And Giannis started out as nothing. First round curiosity. Anthony Davis was playing at Kentucky. Playing in a national title game. Had the skills, handle, shoot, Length, everything. And Giannis has outworked him. Giannis wants to be one of the all-time greats. I don't know if it, it might come too easy to Anthony Davis sometimes. And LeBron's a jump shooter now. To me, that's load, a different type of load management. Not going to take the wear and tear. Not going to go in, bang inside. He's shooting jumpers. Russell Westbrook. He's not sure. Do You want me to shoot? Not shoot? Go to the hoop? I would want him going to the hoop every single every single time he can. Go to the hoop. Offensively, defensively. You're an incredible rebounder. Go in. Use your athleticism. If LeBron wants to be a jump shooter, be a jump shooter now. It's early December. And I think once you get into after Christmas, January, then you're going to get an idea that this might be who the Lakers are. Let's wait till everybody's healthy. But understand this. When Golden State gets Klay Thompson back, they're gonna be better than you. Now I don't know what happens. Any big trades? Dame Lillard get traded. Um, you know, Denver without Michael Porter Jr., you know, can the can the Joker be MVP again or at least have that kind of season? Phoenix, Phoenix looks like they're going to be there again. But if you're looking at true competitors, is Utah, are you worried about Utah? The, you know, the Lakers have this opportunity. They still do to be the best team in the West. But I wouldn't put this on Frank Vogel. I'd put this on the players. Because there are times when you go, does anybody play defense? I mean, say this about Golden State. They put the ball up. They play good defense. Like Steph Curry tries to play defense. He at least tries. But I watch the Lakers and I go, man, effort. And that should be on LeBron. You're the coach. You're the leader. You know, get them in shape. Let's go. Unless you go, well, it's early December, as Dan Patrick always says. Let me wait a little bit here. All right. What if he said that postgame? That'd be great. Hey, guys, uh, Uh, let's comment. You know, as Dan Patrick always says, you know, let's wait till after Christmas. All right, everybody chill out. Ready? Break. Sunday night, the Bears go to Lambeau. It's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. NFC North Showdown Sunday at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Yes, Paul. A lot of people nationally are wondering mm.
1: if they should have flexed out of a Bears-Packers game. Mm. As though it has history, mm. it does, the Bears don't have sizzle. Mm. The Packers have sizzle.
0: If Justin Fields was playing, then you'd have a little sauce here. But Andrew Dalton, hmm, not as much. It's, it, they're usually interesting games, and the Bears lose. I mean, that's the tradition here. By the way, did you hear what Jerry Jones had to say about his wide receivers? So Jerry does his uh, radio show on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas every, every Tuesday, and uh, he had this to say about the uh, Dallas wide receivers.
4: The thing that you're seeing is uh, sometimes uh, the pass that looks errant, is because uh, the receiver, for instance, ran the route two yards, uh, cut it off two yards shorter. Mm. He should be out two more yards before he makes his cuts.
0: And so if you're not really crisp on the way the play was designed relative to how many yards you go, the cut, uh, then you passing game can look really off. And uh, that's one of the answers. Better wrapped. (laughs) Okay. Who does this help? Now I got Jerry, you know, breaking down film. That's why when you run the double skinny post, you need to break. (laughs) (laughs) Who does this help? (laughs) It it, it just makes, unless he's trying to defend Dak. I don't know if you need to defend Dak, but maybe he does. I don't know. But it also feels like, Jerry, somebody told Jerry something. Jerry wants to let everybody know that he knows football. Yes, he I don't think what he said is all that controversial. But, well, okay, so, but why say it publicly? People say it all the time. I, I know, but you don't need to. How many owners are breaking down tape? <laughs> when, you, when you think about it. Mm. You know, you don't. I don't know if the Steelers owner or uh, you know the the Lions owner is breaking down tape. <laughs> you imagine it needs to be hitting the A gap. Yeah. you imagine Steve Ballmer breaking down game film of the Clippers. Woo!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yes, Mark
3: Davis was critical of Hunter Renfro's route running the other day. Oh, time.
0: he was? No, no he, was. he was
3: not. <laughs> You're right. This is the one owner who would ever say anything like this.
0: Whenever you see a receiver and the ball is two yards off, it can be the receiver running the wrong route. Yes, Paul.
1: As a producer, I got a. I think we're really
0: in danger of never having Jerry Jones on the show. Oh, no, we're not getting Jerry Jones on. (laughs) No, we're not. I know. But that's
1: okay. Wire to wire.
0: Yeah. We're not getting the commissioner on. Which one's more likely to come on first, the commissioner or Jerry Jones? Commissioner. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would have put my money on Jerry. I don't think Jerry Jones has ever been on. Todd? Todd?
2: With I don't think so, but with the commissioners, with the NFL, I'll get responses. Not available. Not available. But it's gone from uh, not available to no response on the Cowboys
0: side. So make of it what you will. Uh, but I don't want the commissioner now. Like it's just, it's a better story if we don't have him. He doesn't want to come on. He doesn't. I mean, even when I worked at NBC and and also DirecTV, both carried the NFL. Commissioner didn't want to come on. Yes, he did. How often do you talk to your accountant, Commissioner? I don't want to ask him <laughs> okay.
4: questions like that. <laughs>
0: uh, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. We'll somehow survive. Yes, Paul.
1: Which happens first? New Commissioner, Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Because Jerry's coming out if they win the Super Bowl.
0: No, not necessarily. Really? I don't know. I, I'd say no. Victory lap? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't have anything. He's a great success story. Did a wonderful job. And then ran the, you know, the franchise into the ground. <laughs> no, he did. He well, did. Well. He d- he made some poor decisions. But they have, they have made some good decisions. You got Dak Prescott. Not that you were trying to get him. I told you to take Micah Parsons. They did. I told you don't take Johnny Manziel. You didn't. Alright. They've done some good things. I love C.D. Lamb. No, they've done some good things, but you know, I can also put blame on Jerry. He ran a, Jimmy Johnson out of there. But this, I mean, when Dallas is playing well, you know, everything's good with the NFL, it feels like. When, when you have those blue bloods, it's, it's just nice to have them. It's like the Knicks. When the Knicks are playing well, like the NBA is just different. You get those big market teams. And same with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are so important to the history of the NFL And you either root for them or against them. And if Jerry wins another Super Bowl, good for him. You know, it means so much to him. Might mean too much to him. All right, we'll take a break. Peter Schrager, NFL Network co-host. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit. More phone calls as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, M Drive. I used a scoop this morning. It's a supplement for driven guys. No plans on slowing down. You can put it into your smoothie in the morning. It's a special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins. It supports your body's natural testosterone production, giving you the energy and strength and mental boost you need to compete every single day. You can find M Drive at Walgreens Rite Aid Vitamin Shop. Visit com. free shipping. 60 day money back guarantee, nothing to lose. M-Drive doesn't contain testosterone. Instead, helps your body maintain its natu- natural testosterone production. So you have the strength, the energy, and focus to compete day in and day out. M-Drive, not for everybody. It's for the driven guy. Visit mdrivedan.com. Healthy tea support, strength, energy you need to fuel your daily drive. Once again, you can pick it up at Walgreens, Rite Aid, Vitamin Shop, or go to mdrivedan.com for free ship. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. More phone calls coming up. Make sure you go to the uh, DP show website, pick up your holiday gifts there, including the calendar that does provide nudity. You wanted nudity. You got nudity. It's just not the nudity you expected. It's Seaton and McLovin showing a whole lot of skin. Yes, Polly. Do you think
1: we should provide a, a clothed option next year? Like people could choose either nudity or more clothes because some people would like us to put more clothes on.
0: Do you remember? I don't know what it was, uh, but my my sisters had it, where you could put a dress on somebody, or you could change them. Oh yeah, oh, yeah.
1: it was like a magnet type thing.
0: Yeah, something that it, it it adhered to it, and you could change the outfits. Maybe we could do that next year with nudity. That you, if you wanted us clothed, that you could. But I will say that you see just about every inch of Seton in one of the uh, one of the months there. Maybe we should do like a not safe for work version and a safe for work version. Was this not safe for work this year's? Edition. Uh, well, it's safe for my workplace. I don't know about all workplaces. <laughs> There's no other workplace like our workplace. But McLovin has, is topless in both of his photos.
3: Yep, that's what you told me the focus group showed. That's what yes, the ladies wanted.
0: I, I did. <laughs> and the prisons, they want that. They, they, they want that. Uh, Peter Schrager, popular co-host of Good Morning Football and FoxSports.com senior national writer, He joins us on the program. Good morning, Peter. How are you, buddy? Good
2: good morning. So happy to be with you, Dan. It's been a while.
0: Would your wife like a calendar?
2: Yeah, I heard that. Um, Yeah, the the topless option is, is an interesting one. Is it a gag gift? Or is this like, no, you might really like seeing... Andrew Perloff with his shirt off um, for 31 days. I don't know. I don't know if that's... Well, if that's you'll
0: familiar. gag. That's the gag gift wow, part of it. That's good. Yes, yes, good. yes. But I don't I don't know if, you know, good morning football, if, if Kay would like to have one of these calendars. We can Or we can not want try. to have one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's stocking stuffer, but, uh, you know, we have We've all kinds enough crap
2: of... crap lying around that office. Yeah, I might as well see yeah. what we got.
0: Okay. Is it... We just had Kenny Pickett on last hour, and I'm wondering are we at the point where there's going to be a quarterback taken number one overall? Like does a quarterback have to go number one overall this year, even if we don't have that Trevor Lawrence type quarterback.
2: Yeah. It's such a fascinating deal because there's this double-edged sword of saying, well, yeah, yeah. We want to hype up the young quarterbacks and we want to, but almost like the MVP award in the NFL right now, finding that quarterback in college in the draft, it's, it's, it's not a slam dunk on any of them. And I don't know. And especially with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and maybe Jimmy Garoppolo and who knows who else being available in the veteran market, teams might address their quarterback needs in March. And it would lead to an interesting April because Dan, I'll be honest, I'm one of the draft guys on NFL Network. It's a business. We got the combine. There is not the Trevor Lawrence this year. There's not that Zach Wilson this year. You could argue there's not a Justin Fields, Trey Lance or Mac Jones this year. So if we're going to, By default, have to hype one of these guys? Well, sure, Pickett has had a great year, and he's been awesome at Pitt, and we can make a case for a lot of these guys and the kid from Nevada and Carson Strong, but it's not like this 12-month buzz that we got with these other guys that we knew, like, hey, this is going to be a great quarterback crop.
0: All right, if not a quarterback, then who do you think would be the number one overall pick?
2: I don't know if if he's eligible or not or if he's going to become number 97 in Michigan. Steve Hutchinson's son, Aiden Hutchinson, has put on such a show over the last two weeks on these nationally televised games that there becomes this momentum and it becomes this. Wait, is he in
0: the Bosa conversation? I
2: think so. I think so. I think he's viewed as that high. Okay. um, The Oregon Thibodeau uh, has had a ton of hype as well. This might be the year where it's a defensive end. And we've had Miles Garrett and Mario Williams and and Javin Clowney in the past. But Aiden Hutchinson's stock has been, on fire for the last month. As Michigan wins, so does his
0: draft status. I was wondering about NBC has bears and Packers. Yeah. Should they flex out of that? Can they flex out of that? Uh, There's bills, Buccaneers, Niners, Bengals, Raiders, Chiefs, Ravens, Browns, or do you want to see Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers against the bears, maybe the final time.
2: Maybe. Yeah. I thought he already declared that he owned them. Um, they can't they can't <laughs> they, they can't flex out now. I'll say this. There is something to having those name brands out there. And if this is the Bears, uh, you know, their last stand with Nagy and whatever it is, all right, fine. It's it's Rogers. You know, you look at this slate, CBS isn't gonna give up that Bucks that Bucks Bills game. That's too good for them in that window. And you know, what are you taking? Are you taking Bengals 49ers? Are you going you know, the Fox isn't giving up Cowboys uh, versus Washington? Okay, so. but
0: who who decides what you give up? If, if NBC, it used to be NBC was able to take these games, weren't they? Yeah. Now, no, I think what, who decides that if, you know, obviously Fox wants to hold on to the Cowboys or Bill's Bucks is spicy for CBS. But if NBC had wanted to flex a could they and were there games that would be off limits there?
2: You know, historically, you're right. I think they get to pick it, but it has to be. It's usually two weeks in advance. You usually get that 10 day window where they're saying, "Okay, no, that's going to be flexed out. They didn't flex it out. There's something to seeing Rodgers on Sunday night football still, you know, for all the national televised games he's had. I, I don't recall one this season where he's been on Sunday night. So maybe this is Al, Chris and Michelle and their opportunity to do a Rodgers game. And that's kind of like, hey, we're good with this. Let's just roll with Rogers.
0: Are we fighting the urge to give Tom Brady the MVP or fighting the urge to acknowledge that the Patriots could actually be a really good team?
2: Yeah, I think we're fighting the urge on both and I think the Brady thing, I said it on uh, Good Morning Football as people were, you know, breaking their back, making the case for T.J. Watt or Jonathan Taylor and it's like, well, if you look at, why are we, Brady's been amazing, Brady's been amazing, leads the league in every statistical category, his team is atop their division, they're rolling, like, is this the Michael Jordan thing where you know, Charles Barkley wins an MVP and Carl Malone wins an MVP. And then we start arguing about Clyde Drexler. Is he going to be the guy this, you know, and then Jordan's like, it's been me all along. And, and that's maybe what it is with Brady. There's a fatigue from the voters, but also in the desire to crown the next young quarterback, we've rotated from, you know, whether it be Lamar early in the season to then Kyler. And then, Hey, it's Josh Allen's here. And, Maybe it's just the greatest of all time, and it's okay to vote for him for MVP as as bored as the, the, the voting populace might be with it.
0: He's Peter Schrager, co host of NFL Network's Good Morning Football, FoxSports.com, senior national writer. Let me go back to Kenny Pickett there for a moment. He almost went to Temple, and I believe Matt Rule was at Temple. Now yep. Matt Rule's at Carolina. Carolina could use a quarterback. Wonder if you could. Although there, there's been talk that maybe Matt Rule firing his offensive coordinator Joe Brady to hold on to his job, and maybe he goes back to college. I don't know, but I'm wondering maybe you could connect the dots and Carolina could be in business with Kenny Pickett.
2: Maybe I mean my my read on the Joe Brady thing. And this comes from pretty good intelligence. Was like it wasn't working, and I think they both say that it wasn't working this season, and now Joe Brady's going to get pick of the litter for one of these college offensive coordinator jobs or, or one of these head coaching jobs that's still available in college. And the, he might look at that and be like, that's a backhanded thing to say that I'm not ready for the NFL, but here doing it now, if they weren't going to be going into the offseason as is doing it now in December is a lot better for him job wise than in late January, whenever they would have done it. Can he pick it? I, that pick is going to be analyzed for years. They went with, J.C. Horn, a cornerback, over Justin Fields and over Mac Jones. And that'll be picked apart a million ways. I still think they're going to be players, though, in the veteran market. And I, you know, watch what they did with Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. Just wait till this offseason. I could see Tepper and, of course, Scott Fritter, the GM, and then the head coach, Matt Rule, saying, let's go for broke, whether it be Watson, Russell Wilson, Rogers, Garoppolo, whatever it is saying, Hey, let's find our quarterback. We don't need to rely
0: on a rookie to do this. Why is there revisionist history with people's opinion on Mac Jones?
2: Hey, I, I love you asking that can i tell you something very very seldom do i pat myself on the back publicly do i, I told you to i was the biggest mac jones like guy and i got crushed for two months on good morning football being like he's a stiff he's not athletic of course you like him he's not as dynamic but everything that i heard leading up to the draft and you probably heard the same stuff was like he is athletic he's as smart as they come and he's actually a great leader all those alabama kids swore by him whether it was Waddle or smith or the class before that anytime we interviewed them on our show it was like max the guy and sometimes we'd even try to pit two versus mac and a lot of them would be like no max max a dog max max dog so i i think it's crazy that when all of us in the media had you know the, the 49ers taking mac at three the response wasn't uh, you know oh i don't think your information's good the response was that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in the world well I don't know. It, Mac Jones looks pretty good to me. And Mac Jones looks pretty competent, and he handed the ball off really well on <laughs> Monday night. And, and you could laugh at like, "Hey, he did nothing." It takes a pretty different kind of kid to say, "Hey, I'm cool with this game plan. Whatever it takes to go get the win, I'm fine with being." The okay, with if Brady
0: was still quarterbacking the Patriots,
2: I don't know. You tell me. Do you? Think how many down passes
0: with... do you think Brady throws against Buffalo Monday night?
2: I think, out of respect to Tom Brady, you don't do that game plan. And I think it takes a, a first-year neophyte quarterback, and I think it takes a coach and an offensive coordinator with as much equity as they do and with a quarterback as little equity as Mac Jones does to make that happen. I don't think Brady st- stomachs a two for three. Maybe I'm wrong. Brady might be listening to this and be like, I'll do anything for a win. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, where do you stand on the Taysom Hill experiment?
2: Got five more weeks. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. Um, He's a great. He's 31 around.
0: years of age, Peter. I know. I know. He's not 25.
2: I know. And he's injured now, and he's got the foot, and he's got the other issue with the finger. And <laughs> Sean Payton's going to will it to happen one way or another. We're going to find out. So you have the next few weeks to, to decide
0: on Taysom Bill. Oh, my God. Are, are the Bills still a Super Bowl contender?
2: tough i said the word emasculating on air and i got a lot of feedback from like bills fans like no, wait that's a line too far but to to lose the way they lost to indianapolis at home and we celebrate the table smashing and the crazy bills fans and how hard it is to play up there and then to lose to the patriots the way they did on monday night that's really hard to bounce back
0: they've from. they've lost to every quality team Remember when and they it, lost to the Steelers opening week and we are like, golly. That's an oddity. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Maybe not so yeah, much no. now when you think about it. And and I said this after the game yesterday. It's a Buffalo team not built for Buffalo weather.
2: No, but they that's the thing. It's like you, you go in like, oh, playing up in Buffalo in December. Yeah, it's uncomfortable for anybody, but they're not built necessarily to be a run heavy and then stop the run team. And they've been exposed the last few weeks. I think we're going to learn a lot about that team, that, that organization and those players over the next few weeks, how they bounce back, how they show up against Tampa on Sunday will tell us a lot. Cause everyone's writing them off. Everyone's yeah. writing them off. And if Josh Allen is this next level top five quarterback, throw it on me, I'll get it done guy. He goes and wins this game in Tampa and says, "Now, now, you everybody are just, just, just hang on. We still got something here. I want to see what what he brings."
0: Uh, as Peter was talking, and I uh, didn't want to pat himself on the back, so I'll do that. He said this about Mac Jones: the basement on Mac Jones from everyone you talk to. The basement is Kirk Cousins. The ceiling, if he's unbelievable, he's the perfect prospect. Might be Drew Brees. That's from <laughs> April bad considering he's a stiff you're you know not suppo- you're not supposed to say not bad i was complimenting you
2: dan i once said that russell wilson was a reach in the third round <laughs> so i i wear it i wear it when i get them wrong i once said that reuben foster and solomon thomas were going to change the face of the 49ers forever i mean i wear it when i get it wrong but mac jones it was a hundred out of a hundred across the board from football people and yet there was this great resistance because here's this one year guy who looks like howdy duty coming out of Alabama, which doesn't really churn out NFL quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really, I, I think he was my number one, number two rated quarterback after Trevor Lawrence. And that includes Zach Wilson, who everyone just assumed was number two. So that's just my one, one of those that I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm going to take uh, some credit for that. Even if people still are doubting him.
0: <laughs> I I whiffed on Solomon Thomas. As I think well. a lot of us did. Yeah. 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 I whiffed on Logan Thomas as well.
2: Oh, had an awesome arm at Virginia Tech, right? I thought he
0: was going to win the Heisman Trophy.
2: Me too. I loved Logan (laughs) Thomas in college.
0: Hey, but he's in the NFL playing tight end. He's
2: having a nice career. I was a big, yeah, they didn't go down the list, but I was, I was one of the huge Matt Barkley fans too. Like, and Matt Barkley's had a great NFL career. He's been a backup, but like I was one of those who's like during the college season, that's a top 10 pick inside and out. And uh, that's when I learned to not maybe not just top off my head and maybe talk to people in the NFL who know things before I start saying things. Yes, McLovin. This is very
3: educational for me. I, I've actually never whiffed yet, but if I do, I'll know how to handle it mm. gracefully like you
0: guys. Mm. <laughs> is this gracefully? Did you ever hear what McLovin had to say about Blake Bortles or uh, Blaine Gabbard or Cam Newton? Did you ever hear this? No. What, oh, was, it, that? what was the take? Mm, let me see if we have it. Cam Newton's not close. He's three years
3: away, and uh, Gabbard's more <laughs> pro-ready right now. Yeah, so
2: he won. He won Rookie of the Year right out of the gate. Maybe <laughs> one of the best rookie seasons you've
0: ever seen. Imagine if he'd have been ready, Pete.
2: I mean, just imagine if we gave him three years to learn from Steve Berline or Chris Weinke or
0: Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> uh, was Good Morning Football in the running for McLovin since he's leaving this show at the uh, at uh-huh. the end of the year? Did anybody? Like, was anybody's job maybe in jeopardy, expendable, now they knew that McLovin was going to be available in the open market?
2: It's one of those players where you're like, we'll never get our hands on him, so we didn't even make the overture. (laughs) We had no idea. I will say this. I love you guys as a group, and uh, good luck, McLovin, and all your endeavors. You're awesome, man.
0: Yes, McLovin.
3: When Nate Burleson left, I think the natural connection was receiving (laughs) skills. Oh, okay. That
2: was it. That was it uh the the never mind i was gonna make a, a knock at nate but now people are like "Ooh, that'll be like media news but anyway we <laughs> yeah. love
0: everyone well nate's big time now like he doesn't really have much time for you guys does he
2: good luck answering my call no he's he's busy with gail
0: king yeah i know okay. yeah and oprah and yeah. Oprah. Does awesome. he call her? Oh, like, what's that work with Nate? How's that work? What,
2: what, when they're in Montecito together? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Wow. I don't know how that all works. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's nice. Yeah.
2: Sitting in a cubicle right now, by the way, Dan, doing this. So, yeah, just so you know the difference between me and Nate right now.
0: You have so, made it. Yes. <laughs> Your career is sky. Do you have a game this weekend? I'll be in studio
2: for Fox doing a little pregame stuff with them for this. We have an awesome matchup with Washington and Dallas. Suddenly,
0: that's a game. I love it. Is there a rivalry between you and Jay Glazer? No.
2: No, okay. actually very fond of each other and get along well. Jay's okay. a, Jay's got a lot uh a lot more cool things going on off the field than me. I usually go home and like eat a <laughs> eat a polio cheese. Jay is out with like Stallone and David Spade or something.
0: <laughs> Glazer does rub uh rub literally rub shoulders with uh yeah. some of the uh, the elite there. He's the man. Yeah. I like how he'll do a cameo and break his story and then go back to his regular life. <laughs> that's it. Like, oh, damn. I got to, I got to. And they're massive. They're yeah, massive. He'll, yeah, break, so...
2: <laughs> he'll break huge stories and like go back to working out with Demi Lovato. And I'm sitting here like <laughs> grinding away for ankle injury news. It's like, What's Russell Gage's ankle look like? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. All right. Well, keep your head up, okay? Thanks. We'll get there. Thank you, Peter. That's uh, Peter Schrager, co-host, NFL Network's Good Morning Football, FoxSports.com senior NFL writer. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. We'll try to accomplish that next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Arrington, tj hushmanzada and plexico burris on the iHeartRadio radio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from last call for phone calls what we learn what's in store tomorrow this day in sports history final results of the poll question McLevin. who would
3: you rather be dr j or steph curry 58 percent, the doctor
0: okay all right thanks for uh all who played wade in west virginia on that topic hi wade what's on your mind
4: Hi, Dan. Uh, regarding Dr. J, um, in addition to his basketball ability and his cool vibe, I always appreciated his eloquent manner of speech and his uh, precise use of the English language. What say you, Dan,
0: as someone who uh, talks for a living? <laughs> um, I didn't really notice that with Dr. J, but thank you, Wade. I noticed other great things with, uh, with Doc, but uh, he is a gentleman and a scholar. The University of Massachusetts, by the way. Rick Pitino, I think, was there when uh, Doc was there. Yes, McClellan.
3: Can I admit something about Dr. J? I don't think he would... Did you
0: steal something from him like you did Charles Barkley? I
3: I don't think he wins a title without Moses Malone coming. Maybe that's obvious, but he kept falling short, and then Malone was amazing when he came to the That might have
0: been one of the first super teams put together. When you think about super teams with Doc... Moses came over, was Moses with Houston, and then came over to the 76ers. Uh, They still had George McGinnis. George used to be in the ABA with uh, Indiana, I think. I Uh,
3: think they traded him for Bobby Jones. uh, Or at least Bobby Jones came in and McGinnis left. He wasn't on that title team. Uh,
0: Doug Collins was still on that team. Uh, Was Doug still there when they won the title? Is that 82-83? Yeah. I have Moses Mo-
1: Malone, Julius Erving, Maurice Cheeks, Andrew Tony, Bobby Jones. Yeah. Then the bench is uh, Clint Richardson, Clemon Johnson, Mark Ivoroni. Was
0: Steve Mix on that team? No. He was
1: gone. Okay.
0: Andrew Tony. Andrew oh. Tony. Man.
3: He I mean, can you imagine him with a
0: 3-point line? I don't know how much uh, range he had. He he was just it felt like he was a 18 to 20 foot jump shooter. But he had like foot injury, I think. But man, was he—he he killed the Celtics.
3: Would all those guys have changed their game to
0: push yeah. it out? Yeah. I don't know if Mo Cheeks would have, but Andrew Tony would have. Um, you know, a lot. If you said to Chris Mullen, "Hey, you get eight three pointers a game," or Bird, you said eight three pointers a game, and that—that and that we want you to. You encourage that. But back then, you might take three or four. That felt like a lot because coaches were never of the mindset of that was a good shot. Even Steph Curry, when he started shooting these shots, Steph, you know, Steve Kerr's like, what are you doing? And then he realized he was making them, and he let him continue. Heidi in Wisconsin. Hi, Heidi. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, Dan. In the spirit of 6'3 three, and three eighths, I need your help My son is listed as 6'5 in the high school uh, basketball program. So when people say to me, um, boy, I didn't know he was that tall, do I answer honestly and say, neither did I? Do I just smile and nod, or do I say something like, thank goodness for thick, curly hair?
0: Okay, is he he lying, Heidi? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? So he's not 6'5, he's 6'4"?
4: He could be 6'4". I'm not sure when he was last measured, and I don't think he put that number in the program.
0: What is the purpose of deceiving in the program?
4: I don't know, because I didn't put the program together. He's not the tallest one listed in the program. There's a 6'8 player listed as well. But is this like... uh, what they do in the NFL when uh, yeah. some quarterbacks are listed as taller?
0: Yes, yes, but with his shoes on, is he six five, Heidi? Because he's he's well, playing with his shoes
4: on. With his shoes on, that's how I can answer. Thank you.
0: Okay, yeah, that's good. All right, I'm glad I could help you with that, Heidi. I didn't lie about my program height or weight. I wish I would have. I was 6'3", 148 Not exactly sending shivers through the opposition. Until they faced me. But, yeah, 6'3", 148. I didn't get off the bus first, let's put it that way. Yeah, McLovin. Did
3: you have to lie for college recruiters,
0: though? Uh, I didn't even, we didn't think about that. I was like, I thought they would think he's somehow doing it with that body. And and then maybe they'd go, wow, that's the kind of guy we want on our team. And then I think they realized that, ah, he's 6'3", he's 148. Not a good look. Olive oil from Popeye came to mind for a lot of people, apparently. But I could be Popeye with the knockout punch, if you know what I mean, from three. Even though we weren't encouraged to shoot threes back then, because we didn't have a three-point line. That's how damn old I am. Damn. I had a three-point line in my head. You know, when I was shooting, I'd be like, damn, that's three-pointer. Now, it only counted as two, but I'd be like, that's three. That's three. Somebody say, how many did you have? I'd say 22. Well, I, at 25. I would have. I had 22. If you prorate it yeah. with a three. It, yeah. The emphasis on pro. Yes, Paul.
1: You were talking about the NBA season, 82-83, and nobody really shot three-pointers. Yeah. Steph Curry attempts 11 three-pointers a game himself right yeah. now. Yeah. The the team that attempted the most threes per game in 82-83 was the San Antonio Spurs They attempted 3.8 per game as a team. (laughs) There wasn't a player in the league who averaged more than two three-point attempts per game.
0: And I wonder who would have benefited the most from that, shooting threes. Because Bird would have loved that. But there are other great shooters. Chris Mullen is as good a jump shooter, but he was always like 18 feet. Didn't miss. He was just great. But he had range. Molly's one of the great shooters... He doesn't get he doesn't get brought into the conversation as much as uh, he should. But uh, Dale Ellis was one of my favorite shooters, just because it was deep. Uh, Chris in Indiana, hi Chris, what's on your mind today?
4: Hey guys, huge fan, uh, first time caller, five eleven two fifteen. I would I was inspired to call after Mc cringe worthy take on Pickett. Dan, if you were an NFL GM. Which Danette would you trust the most with scouting talent? And uh, McLevin, good luck. I think you're going to need it.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Guys. thank you, Chris. Uh, let's see. Who would I hire as my GM out of this group? Fritzie checks out talent. It's just not NFL talent. <laughs> That's a fair point. But you do know talent. I do know talent. I see. I, nobody knows the local news anchor quite like Todd does. Female. I do. Todd can run down the run down the, the list of Connecticut uh, anchor women.
2: Well, I know there's Jen Bernstein on Fox 61, <laughs> Rachel Frank. There's the weather for Fox. And that's that's one of my favorites. There's a Carrie Lee Malin at NBC, but uh, she's been taking some time off. Maybe maternity leave <laughs> or something. I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm
3: taking some time off. Great. There's a Leslie Mays
2: at NBC 30 Connecticut that uh, does a good job.
0: It, this, just, this just off the top of your head. Just
2: off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would probably have Paulie as my GM. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: But nobody watches more news without learning anything about the world. Well, we he live doesn't in. have
0: to sound up. Yes. No, Todd watches local news. He watches. <laughs> he doesn't listen to local I, news. I,
3: I know there's something going on with the Ukraine that Biden's <laughs> concerned about. That's about all
0: I know. Yeah, with Putin. Yes, do
3: You get Paulie, you're going to get Jordan Lynch out of Northern Illinois in the first round. You're, you're right. going to get a Mac guy.
0: You're right. You're right. Maybe I get a Ben Roethlisberger, McLovin. Mac guy. How about that?
3: Or Romo or any of these guys. No. Romo wasn't a Mac guy, was he? Oh, is he? Well, they're all the same. Eastern Illinois. Yeah, Eastern Northern Illinois. Illinois. Uh, what did I learn, Todd? Due to the falling out with Dylan, Ario is now desperate for buddies. Reach out to Tile the moderator to be his friend.
0: Mercedes Benz SUV family. Go take a test drive. Your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, but wait, there's one more item. Oh, I love telling you about this. This is great. For the holiday season, how about you give a gift, but you get a gift in return. Masterclass, offering exclusive classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. You want to learn to cook? Gordon Ramsey. How about movie making? Martin Scorsese. How about shooting? Steph Curry. Mariah Carey. Singing. Those are just some of the 100 classes from a wide range of world-class instructors. And is it a hobby? Something you've always wanted to try explore at your own pace usually about 20 lessons per class 10 minutes per lesson Available anytime, anywhere, your phone, computer, tablet, smart TV, or just listen with the audio mode. And each class is supported by downloadable materials, workbooks, exercises, recipes, and more. This holiday, give one annual membership. Get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash Patrick today. Masterclass.com slash Patrick. Terms apply. You can find all classes, including new additions, on masterclass.com.